Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us at HerFantasyFootball.com so you know what we're doing this offseason. You can also chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And this is our quarterback show, and we were going to get in depth with our quarterbacks. Make sure you go to HerFantasyFootball.com to check out our rankings. Ashley, stop messing with your mic. I know. I'm sorry. I'm getting, Knock it off. getting antsy. It's not the proper angle. Should we restart and then Ashley's, you just cut out the part? Yeah. That was a lot of... <laughs> was it really? It was really bad. Ashley's sorry. on location. We'll give her... It's okay. <laughs> We'll let it go. We'll let it go. She's traveling, so she's in her little hotel room. Yeah, I've got my travel Where mic. in the my world is Ashley Williams this yep. week? We're back to the Where Milwaukee are you this era. Week? I'm in Orlando. Milwaukee. No, I'm in Orlando. Oh, you're in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But Orlando. back in the day, she used to always be in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky and, you. And then there was the last year where you never knew where I was going to be. So this is another similar year. This nice. is exciting. This is we're going to have a game, and it's like yeah. what hotel room? Um, hey, hotel rooms, if you're sponsoring any want to sponsor somebody, let us know. Maybe we can That's hook a you better up with Ashley's location. That's a better hotel I'm in, and they can win something. That would be fun. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. yeah. We yeah, should yeah. do that. It could, get a little stalkerish. it could get a little stalkerish, but, you know. Like. <laughs> do you switch hotels? Because I know when my husband travels, he goes to the same hotel every time. I used to go to the same hotel. But then classic work enlisted a policy where you have to – stay at certain hotels or under certain dollar values. So now they're making us all switch things up. Classic corporate. Corporate. I think you're at a Holiday Inn Express. Wrong. I think you're at a courtyard. Also wrong. Oh. All right, guys. Put in your votes on on Twitter (laughs) at HerFantasyFB unless you want to tweet Ashley directly at AshleyHerFFB. Uh... What hotel room is she staying in? It's not the courtyard, Marriott Courtyard. And Brandon, your guess was the Holiday Holiday Inn Express. Express. Holiday Inn Express. Neither one of those are correct, so get on it. Before we dive into some quarterbacks, uh, most of the quarterbacks, we just started our first fantasy draft of the season, Real One, um, on Monday, Scott Fishbowl. Yay. Yeah. 480 teams. 480 teams. So if you see hashtag SFB480, it's for Scott Fishbowl 480 teams. That's what you're seeing there. People are tweeting at each other. It's it's uh it's a lot. Um it's broken into 12 team um leagues, which is good. Um I'm in the Harrison Ford division. I got the best one, I must say. I'm in the classic. Nice. Classic actors, and I classic get her Classic actors. Ooh. Yes. Pretty mm. classic. What are you, Brandon? Classic. Brandon? I'm, I'm in the leading ladies, and I'm in Tina Fey. Ooh. Which I thought was hilarious. Tina Fey was in leading ladies and not in funny ladies. Didn't make a lot of sense, but I'm into she it. She is the funny lady. She, was there a leading, funny lady. Was there a funny She's lady the lead. category? That's right. That's right. Yeah, there were yes. funny girl categories. She's like the funny lady. Who's funnier than I know, but now that I think about it, it's like Hugh Grant with romantic comedies. He is the leading man in romantic comedies, but you're not going to put him into funnies. He's a leading man. It's Tina Fey's up there now. She's doing it. Fair enough. And Ashley, what are you? I'm in the badass women, and I am in Kate Beckinsale. 
hot. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> I, wow, I was kind of like, yeah. You threatened. Brad, I haven't seen any of her, those movies. What was it? That's something uh, Underworld, I want to say. I think I'm assuming that's why, because like Scarlett Johansson's in it. I'm assuming from her Marvels agents and such, but she's the highest paid actress. Brandon's making a weird face, as if I shouldn't have said something. No, I'm just trying to think of what Kate Beckinsale's been in. I think it was Underworld. That was the whole scandal, remember? Because she was uh, with Martin Sheen, and then she ditched him for the director, who she's now not married to anymore. But they said there was no cheating, because obviously they're still friends, and they're like one of those couples that like goes on vacation together as a divorced couple, as a family, and that can, can they do it perfectly. You seem to know a lot about her. I do. I yeah, love Ian. <laughs> I may or may not like her. We gotta speed this show up and get to fantasy here. Oh, I'm glad I know about Kate Beckinsale. Her. Hotel Kate Beckinsale's in uh, right now. All right, uh, but well, let's get into this. So you, we have it in the Scott Fishbowl League. You have eight hours to make a pick. Most people do it way faster than that. I, we are in the tenth round in my league. Are you really? really? Yeah. Wow. So we're in the tenth round. Uh, Brandon, I think, is what in the twelfth. Thirteenth, thirteenth round. Yep. I'll be taking. I'll be taking my thirteenth pick here after the show's done. I'm next up. Yay! Wow. I'll be taking my eighth pick. Probably a large fault to me today because I, <laughs> <laughs> I took eight hours like, to drop. I have a to apologize. To I know. I, I apologize to everybody <laughs> in the Kate Beckinsale one. Although I did tweet this morning at like six a.m. on my way to my meeting. I had an eleven-hour straight meeting today at my desk job. Um, with no breaks, and so I was not able to. And it's one of those classic rooms where they put you all at a round table, so you can't like do anything other than just stare at each other and do actual work, which is the right. worst. Worst. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a two quarterback optional league. Uh, ladies, when did you take your first quarterback? Now this is a two quarterback league, so we're not saying necessarily we're going to do this in, in standard leagues, but Brandon, when did you decide to? Pull the pull the plug and grab one. Uh, I think I waited until the fourth round. I'm trying to get to my thing here. Um, you know, for me, I, I I was all about values. So this year, I decided that I was going to go with um, this is crazy, contrarian as it may be, running back, running back. Instead of zero running back, I got David Johnson and Devontae Freeman up top. I was like, you know what? I just I was, really? at the end, I was at the end of the round, and I thought, I mean, now I don't have to worry about running backs. I'm yeah. taking very few because I have two guys I know that I'm going to be starting. I feel good about them. And you know what? I actually don't hate my team. And uh, I know that <laughs> that's not encouraging. But uh, so my, my three quarterbacks are Carson Palmer, which was my first quarterback that I took, and then Tony Romo. And then Teddy Bridgewater. And I don't hate that. Uh, my wide receivers r right now are uh, Eric Decker, Julian Edelman, Devontae Parker, and Sammy Watkins. All right. All what right. round did you get Eric Decker in? It was like the sixth. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have it pulled up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I have my roster pulled up. I don't have the 
what's my call it pulled up okay. um yeah and so uh and and I like I like Devonte Parker this year big time I think that he's going to be getting a lot of targets I think that running your offense through the slot receiver like Jarvis Landry is tough and I think Adam Gase is really going to try to get Devonte Parker more involved so I really like him and then my other um, running backs they're not great but I have Devonte Freeman and David Johnson like I said and then Bilal Powell and Tevin Coleman and I got, I did the handcuff. I was like, you know what? Fine. You think, you think yeah. Devontae Freeman's gonna lose all these touches? I got them both. I feel fine. Good. That's right. Good, Ashley. Ashley, uh, what was your drafting strategy? I know you're only in the eighth round, so <laughs> <laughs> again, my bad. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I feel like this is the one draft that I feel like I go in with a strategy, and I never even stick remotely close to what my strategy. Is going to be. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is, Scott yeah. Fishbowl, but you throw me off my game on what I want to do. I actually went wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver out of the gate. Um, I have Antonio Brown, Allen Robinson, and Jordy Nelson as my nice. <laughs> so, and this is a half point PPR, so that you know that's that's a nice wide receiving core. Well, that's the thing. It was like value because I was just like, I can't not take if Jordy Nelson's right there for me as my third pick. I can't not take that. Um, I, I I need some help in my running backs because I took the Gennar, uh, sorry, Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill. But they both fall into the top 15 running backs every single season. Yeah, not that bad. I agree. I, so, don't, I don't hate getting both of them. And we get to play up to five or six running backs, you guys. This isn't a two running back league. Yeah. We get to play up to five. Um, I think running backs, so having both of them, you get another two guys you can start, and I think that's fine. Yeah. And they're both top 15 running backs, so I was like, again, I'm going to take them. I'm not going to stress about bye weeks. I'd still rather have one really bad bye week but have two top 15 running backs out of the gate. Um, and then that was my 4-5 slot, and then I went Phillip Rivers and Matthew Stafford because all the my, – my league went heavy quarterbacks out of the gate. So yeah. I was like, I'd rather take the receivers and get some running backs that I know will at least fall minimum top 20 um, for both of them and then take two middle-of-the-pack quarterbacks, although I feel good about both of them. I feel like they're both going to be somewhere between that at least top 15 range, I'd say. Yeah. I feel good about that. I need a tight end. I need another running back to fill it out. Um, but I got gun-shy. I don't, I don't know if you guys did this. All of a sudden, I look at who they have on their ADP, and I'm like, ooh, you've got Derrick Henry above, like, other starting running backs in the league. Well, Grant and I were talking about that. this. I can't. It's got to be dynasty. It's yeah. got to be dynasty ADPs because there's no way they're going to have there's all those. There's no way. Up. They have so many rookies yeah. above other people and then it yeah, throws me for a loop and I'm just yeah, like, don't look at it. and then I get stressed and then I'm like, mm, no. Just put it in alphabetical and you do you. That's what I say. By the way, I got Eric Decker in the seventh round. Seventh? seventh. <laughs> yeah, so I I am one pick. I'm the first pick overall at a 12 man league. So I went Brown, uh, came back around, and I picked Drew Brees. They got Eddie Lacy, Kirk Cousins. Uh, then I got Julian Edelman in the fifth round. Eric Decker in the sixth round. Um, got Woodhead, and that's a you know that's a personal choice. I chose him over others just because I love Woodhead and I believe in him. Then I got Fleener, and I was able to get Giovanni Bernard in the ninth round. Oh, nice! So um, I'm really happy with my team thus far. I think I have three good running backs, and I thought I was abandoning the run. I called Brandon, and I was like, I feel like I feel like I'm abandoning the run. You know, um, 
But and I like my wide receivers, and I think my my quarterbacks are stellar. So I'm not upset. I mean, could be Fleener. It's it's touch and go. Fleener's good. You don't. Fleener's not touch and go. Fleener's gonna be. So I. So this guy's like, oh, Courtney's snipered Fleener for me. And doing then, the Fleener. Yep. This guy. This guy's like, oh, you should be thankful. And I was like, oh, we got a Fleener hater, and he like uh, posted, he posted the the game where it's like a deep ball to Fleener, and Fleener fumbles it, and like there's nobody within ten yards of him, and he just drops the pass. And you he's know, like, what? I'll, that, ne- that, I'll that never guy, forget. I'll that never guy game. Which game? Yeah, yeah. I, I like, mean, that's his. His drops are so majestic, where you're like, wow, all that of them are meme worthy. Yeah, they're all meme worthy. Yeah. It's and he doesn't really drop the ball that much more than anyone else. It's just bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, and I get it. He's burned you. I totally understand it. I'm just hoping in a new location with Drew Brees and. He'll be good. Oh, yeah, no, he'll be great. He'll be yeah. great. And that guy be better great. not have, like, Mike Evans on his team because you can't complain about drops. Well, that's what I said, too. I was Mike like, Evans. it's just like Mac, It's just like Mike Evans. Drops yeah. are the worst. Like, they're the worst to watch. But you it know, doesn't, doesn't matter if they get the opportunities. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I'm with you, Courtney. Well, enough about us, but I know, like, sometimes you like to hear how our drafting experiences are going, and since it's mid-July, drafting is always fun. Uh, and we have 22 spots on our roster, so we are just starting the fun here, uh, picking our sleepers, mm-hmm. aka I hope they touch the field come pick 18. Yeah. So. My husband texted me, goes, how'd your draft go? And I was like, oh, honey, this lasts like a week and a half. He's like, no. Yo, yeah. At least. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the way you're going, Ashley, you're going to make oh, those sure. people wait for yeah. like a month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yes, yes, yes. Uh, let's get into some fantasy football now. Let's get into this quarterback. Uh, I, first of all, I want to know how, how you guys go about drafting quarterbacks in standard leagues. Let's say 10, 10 players, 10 people in the league. Um, a lot of people wait for quarterbacks. Uh, do we go high? Do you try to reach for the number one, two guys? Or do you want to wait until the mid-range guys? You even want to wait longer than that for, um, say, a Romo or, or Derek Carr. Um, Ashley, what do you think? I rarely, rarely go for a top quarterback. I would rather get a top receiver or a top running back as there is more of a spread of points between your elite and your second tier than there is in the quarterback position, in my personal opinion. So I would rather hold out and take around the fifth, sixth best guy. You're still going to get great value. It's not too far of a difference, but I can then grab some other receivers and such. Now, if I'm at the end of a snake draft and I know I can grab like Cam Newton, which I can't imagine would fall this way, but if you're in a league where everybody's following the same mentality and they're taking receivers or running backs and you've got a shot at a top quarterback, then okay. If you're not going to get an elite in that top kind of three position, then sure. I would grab Russell Wilson. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I hold off and I'm more of a... I wouldn't say late, late round, but I, I like that kind of fifth, sixth best kind of guy. Brandon, what about you? 
Yeah, I'm a little non-committal. It's all about value. Most of the time, I like to wait. You know, there's the whole late-round quarterback theory that all of these quarterbacks are going to score points, and there is an element of truth to that. They are going to score points, but let's be honest. Some of them score 20 plus points more often than others, and that is the reality. And yes, you can play the matchup, but guess what? So is everyone else. And the point of the matter is that Cam Newton and Russell Wilson are two of the most consistent quarterbacks in the league right now. And I know that we used to say avoid running quarterbacks you want to have someone who's going to be passing the ball I don't think that's true since 2012 Cam Newton and Russell Wilson have both been top 10 quarterbacks every single year except for Cam Newton once when he missed two games remember he got in a car accident yeah. I mean you know that's the only time and he was still number 16 it wasn't like he dropped off into the 30s I, you know I, listen I, I understand that you know, there is that theory, and I'm with it. I'm, I'm doing the Andy Dalton, Kirk Cousins, Carson Palmer, Matt Ryan even instead. Yes. But, man, sometimes these quarterbacks are falling really low. And if I can get them, it's not a horrible investment is all that I'm saying. Just feel your draft out. Feel your draft. It always, you know, but the problem is, is that people take them in the first round when they're in kind of like friend leagues, you know, they're like, well, he scored the most points. It's like, well, that's not the point. Right. <laughs> the point is, is that everyone else scores a lot of points, too. So kind of feel it out. Feel it out. I like it. Well, here's our list of our top 20 quarterbacks, and you can find all of our rankings, again, at herfantasyfootball.com. Um, number one, we have Cam Newton. Two, Aaron Rodgers. Three, Russell Wilson, four, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, six, Carson Palmer, seven, Luck, eight, Eli, nine, Andy Dalton, ten, Kirk Cousins, and then it goes Bortles, Rivers, Romo, Brady at 14, Carr, Stafford, Taylor, Ryan, Winston, and finishing up is Marcus Mariota at 20. Um, where do you ladies cut off the top quarterbacks? Like, who are you going to be going for high if you're going to go for a quarterback? Where does that cut off for you, Brandon? For me, it's Drew Brees. Uh, you know, until that guy throws for under 4,000 yards in a season, he's not dead. So, I mean, I feel like every year people want to count him out, and, and he's just not out. And, you know, I have Brees in almost every mock and or regular actual draft that I've done so far this season. And, again, it's only July, so, right. Sometimes we have to get a reminder in the industry that other people haven't even thought about drafting yet. Uh, but you know what? He's thrown for 30-plus touchdowns in each of his last eight seasons. He is extremely Chomp. consistent. And he's also accurate on the long ball. Last season, only Ben Roethlisberger had a better passing percentage on passes that went for 20-plus yards. He had... So Roethlisberger put, was uh, completed 50.7%, and then Drew Brees completed 50.6%. Huge difference. Huge. Huge difference between the two of them in accuracy. So all I'm saying is that it's not even – if you can still be that accurate on the long ball, you haven't lost it. So all this talk is just – it's too much for me. Now, I think that Big Ben – Palmer, Luck, Manning, Dalton, Cousins, Bortles, Rivers, Romo, and Brady, the top 14 um, after Drew Brees are all kind of the same for me. So I think that that's the like second cutoff. But for me, if you're looking at like 
it's the Drew Brees thing. And then, you know, Tom Brady, I guess I can wait and talk about Tom Brady if you would like later, but uh, I got Perfect. some words. You got some words. <laughs> Ashley, what about you? Um, well, I'll say that I'm, I'm okay with the Brady situation for the most part, but I... Here's the thing. I have no problem with Brady, and I think that he will do great this season, as he always does, especially as you know because of the suspension. Because we all know Brady's going to come out guns blazing, trying to prove something after the suspension. But that's not what we're talking about here. I think what Brand's probably going to allude to when she does talk about this is kind of the value that you can get with him because of this suspension and where you'd have to draft him doesn't make it a good pick this year. Especially because for me, the issue with Brady is there's so much emotions with Brady, right? Because people high, high emotions. This isn't like Kirk Cousins got suspended for four games. This is Brady. So people are still going to draft Brady really high versus shifting him down the boards a little bit as to where you should put him for the fact that he's going to be out five games, well, four games, and then he's out five weeks because of the bye week. So, I mean, for me, that's the issue is that where you'd have to take him is not worth it for the fact that he's going to be out. So that's that's my problem. Now, it's actually what the cutoff is because, you know, we're just going to talk about Breeze again, Breeze hot topic. For me, I agree. Breeze is the cutoff. Um, I echo her sentiments on him entirely. We all agree on Breeze. Um, but 2016 is the year that I fully support Russell Wilson, which is proof people can change. Such um, an about face. It is an about face. I support him. <laughs> and Newton and Rodgers are no-brainers. So for me, you got your, that's your four. You know, right there. It's it is it is what it is. Now, I was tempted to throw Ben Roethlisberger in the mix, um, but more so, I consider him kind of the top of this like little mini second tier. Out uh, of the list we have for me, that's Ben and and Palmer. It's like this little mini second tier of the of the guys that, like Brandon's listing right there. Um, so I there's almost like when I'm looking at this list, I see essentially five tiers in this list of twenty. Yeah, and I I get that too because I I personally think that Cam and Rogers are in a league of their own. I think it's the two of them, just like it was last year where it was Rogers and Luck. Now Luck turned out to be freaking awful, and I think that one of them is going to be not so great. And if I had to put money on it, it's, I I think it's gonna be Cam Newton. I think he's gonna have a down year to his last year. No quarterback in fantasy who's been the top of fantasy has ever been number one again. By 60 points. On the average, they drop 60 fantasy points. The only person to do it is Drew Brees. Brees. Man's again, not Drew Brees. Man. The, the, Drew Brees is real, you guys. And I'm, I have to say that I'm with, I, I think that Drew Brees is going to be the number one quarterback this year. It's going to be between him um, and, and Rodgers, to me. And, and you know, Rogers giving up cheese and meat most of the time. I don't know. I mean, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So, scary. and there's the whole bachelor drama. So that. Could but see, and, but, and people are taking Cam and Rogers high. I'm I'm not going to take a quarterback that high. It's it's out of my question. Yeah. So I know I'm not going to get Rogers or Cam on any of my teams. And then I agree. I think there's another tier, and I cut it off at Carson Palmer. To me, like I think that you have. And I'm talking about like value and where you can get them and, and talent. I think that it goes Russell Wilson down to Carson Palmer is like a little mini elite where I would love to get one if I can get it get them for the right price. I think that that's the money making section to me um, for for value. Um, and then from there, it's yeah, it's it's. I mean, it gets dicey. I, I have like, Andrew Luck really I mean, low. 
Yeah, between like Andrew Luck and I, I agree, like Tom, probably Tony Romo because of Tom Brady's suspension, but really Tom Brady's in there too. It's kind of like interchangeable. Brady, I just like I, yeah, I, I have kinda. removed Brady from this list in my mind when I'm talking this too, because I'm like, it's just a weird year for Brady. He's like to me, he doesn't even exist on this list. Not not because yeah. he doesn't exist because he's do poorly, but this it's isn't where he normally would be ranked. He wouldn't normally be 14, right? He's 14 yeah. because he's suspended. So for me, this is d if different in terms of we're talking purely for drafting purposes. Not that he's not elite. He'll probably score plenty of points. Right. We're talking yeah. about for the draft. Right. Yeah. This kind of goes into that like. At what point does the quarterback one list start turning into a quarterback two list? Again, it's it's, it's going to be Brady. Um, we talk about him later in the show, right? I, I'm like lost in my own little thing here. You know, as far as everything is concerned here with Brady, I want to be just clear here. I baked that into my uh, rankings forever ago, by the way. So I had him ranked at 14 with that in mind. No one else was ranking him like that. They were all ranking him like he was going to get out of this suspension. So that's why I have him a lot lower than a lot of people. But I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to lower him anymore because I already did that. Okay, he right. was 14 for that reason. Right. Uh, but I had an interview on Next Level Fantasy on Sirius XM uh, Fantasy Sports Radio, which, by the way, we are coming back August 6th. Saturday night from 9 to 11 Eastern, so make sure to check us out. Uh, but I did an interview on Next Level Fantasy with Mike Clay from ESPN, and uh, he asked me about Andrew Luck, why I had him ranked 7, because that was really low, and Tom Brady, why I had him ranked 14, because that was really low. And it was very clear to me, my problem with Tom Brady is that you have to have another guy fill in for a minimum of five games. Five games, okay? And yes, one of them is the bye, and everyone has a bye week. But that's five out of 16 games if your championship's in 16. Five out of 13 just to get you to the playoffs, right? So almost half of the t games, he has to be not your quarterback. So why would right. you draft him that way? And then here is my big problem is in week five, he's against Cleveland. Great. Do it. Then he's home versus Cincinnati. Probably fine. Then he's at Pittsburgh, at Buffalo, only one of the times that you can start Chris Hogan. I'm sorry. I'm not into that train. Then he has the bye week. But then it's Seattle, at San Francisco, at the Jets, versus the Rams, Baltimore. And then in week 15, he's at Denver. And then in week 16, he's versus the Jets again. That's a lot of good defenses that he's going to face when he comes back. Yeah. And I don't want him. I mean, Denver and, and the Jets for the championship, I, I, I'm just saying – Tom Brady's great, but he's going to have to average 24.75 fantasy points to be a top 12 quarterback when he comes back based off of last year's numbers. So that's why he's the bottom of the quarterback ones and only if you're in a 14-team league. Boom. Boom. I think, actually, I think Brandon just dropped the mic. I did. I, I just did. I didn't even wait. I didn't even make the motion because I was like, there you was. should know in your head you when this happened. Yeah, you, or you visually saw that I'm even doing it. <laughs> Ashley, what's your feelings? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, it, for all intensive purposes, Brady's the cutoff of that Q1 for me. Um, Again, he's not going to end up with Q1 numbers as a whole total season when all things play out because he's missing too many games to rank in. You know, when you look in the end of this season, he's not going to be a top 10 quarterback. It's just going to be borderline impossible without him. Like Brands have literally putting up 30 point games every single week, um, and he's got tough defense. But he will be a Q1 for you for when you do when you can play him. He'll put up enough numbers more than likely that he's a Q1 in that in that 
facet of the game in that mindset. Um, so in terms of where that two is, for me, it's Andy Dalton. He's the cutoff for me. Um, in terms of if you're going to be like streaming quarterbacks. Anybody, in my opinion, breeze and under, you can stream. You, you, really, you can. You can stream anybody breeze and under. Anyone between Cousins and Romo, which is Cousins, Blake Bortles, Philip Rivers, and Romo. Again, this is kind of what was almost like my third, fourth tier going on here. Um, you know, in terms of them, I feel like it's a personal choice of what makes you feel warm and fuzzy uh, in terms of who you want to be the other guy that you stream because they're all interchangeable. Like, literally, they all are going to end up probably within, like, five to ten points of each other. Um, it all depends on the week. And if you're streaming, you just got to play them on the right week. So you're you're playing matchups. So, again, you're not going to care as much about who's going to fall directly on top of each other in that final standings there. And anyone after Carr is who I would grab and still be willing to stream if I wasn't able to get people between the Cousins and Romo. Yeah. I think it's so funny. All three of us have Tom Brady as the cutoff. But I, I wouldn't be mad if I got uh, Stafford or Carr yeah. Either, because it is, it's, it is, it's really deep this year in quarterbacks. Yeah. And Stafford, you know, just fell out of the top ten in fantasy points last year, and which is crazy to me because you watch the games and it's just like, oh, so painful. I can't imagine being a Lions fan. Um, but they have the second easiest schedule for quarterbacks next year. Stafford does, and so. To me, like, if he's your first, awesome. And if he's your second, even better. Well, because what you're looking at. He was ninth in one I looked at. Yeah. If you get a bust guy like Andrew Luck was for you last year, having somebody like Stafford who's just consistent um, is, is nice. And I'll tell you right now, Carson Palmer, do not forget it. He is the most consistent man alive. Right. Like, right. That guy is crazy. Don't, don't, don't forget it. That's like all I wrote about him last year. It was like consistent. Yep. Gonna get you 19 to 22 points. That's what he's gonna do every week. That's what it is. I'll, I'll tell you what my thinking was though. My only concern with Stafford is I don't know what the offense looks like without Megatron for the last like 40 years, right? I mean, I can't imagine the Detroit Lions without Calvin Johnson. Fair. So I'm having a hard time. That's why to me he's right there on that cusp. Yeah. And I'll yeah. I address that in later on. Oh, okay. we'll get into it. Let's go to that. There I you go. The cuspy issue. Awesome. All right. Out of the next, or out of the top five quarterbacks, and again, we have them ranked Cam Newton, Rodgers, Wilson, Breeze, and Ben Roethlisberger. Who are you taking? Why are you taking them? And why are you not taking one of the guys next to them? Ashley? When we were doing our notes, my sisters had already filled this section out, so I knew who they were both taking, so I didn't want to choose the exact same person, although <laughs> I agree with them. Love you, Google uh, Docs. Love you. So, um, But I, I, I like Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, because they are, for the most part, player-proof. And so much like how we talk about DeAndre Hopkins being quarterback-proof, these two guys are able to get it done whether or not the players around them are getting it done. So they have now both proven and they can do it on the feet as well as they can hash it out in the air. And I think that's what the difference maker was, like Brian talked about earlier in the episode, that for the most part, historically to some extent, we've said, okay, maybe don't stay away from 
purely rushing quarterbacks because rushing quarterbacks generally don't actually get you that many fantasy points. They don't. They're great for the actual football organization. They don't get you that many fantasy points. But these two guys have both matured in their game in the last couple seasons that now they can be trusted in the air. And they are able to air it out, which in turn has actually made their running game even better. So for me, I like the fact that to some extent they both are quarterback proof, as we said, I think, last show. Russell Wilson was number three in 2014, third highest scoring running back our quarterback, excuse me, last year. I mean, the guy has proven to be consistent. And Cam Newton, like she's, Brandon said, has fallen in the top 10. Last year, I agree, will not be the same. I don't think that you're going to end up with the same points with Cam Newton. It was a special season. But they're both consistent enough. And so for me, I would rather take a guy that is consistent, that will consistently get me 21 points a week or whatnot, than a guy that gets me 12 points one week, and then he's got a great matchup and he's going to get me 36 points. I'd rather take the 21-point guy that I can count on because that gives me more flexibility to be a bit more risky with my other positions. And Cam Newton may not be number one, but what are the chances of him not being in the top ten? Right. Like zero, right? I mean, yeah. like unless he gets like hit or you know hit by a car again, which you know can happen, he's going to be a top <laughs> ten guy. I mean, as we know, uh, you know, but that was tragedy, right? I mean, he got in a car accident, and it was like, oh my gosh, and he bounced back. He still came back. I, I, I just Superman, feel like, he's Superman, he's Superman. That's right. I just Listen, feel like the, that's why you're drafting him, right? You're like, this is probably probably going to be in top five, but definitely going to be in top ten if he can stay healthy. And definitely I, isn't going to get me six point games. Because right. that's yeah. how you lose is when your quarterback drops you a single point game. Ryan Tannehill. What? Just saying. Tanny. He's not even in the top 20. I love it. Love it. Brandon, what do you think? Well, I lost my mind over Breeze earlier, so obviously you know how I feel about that. But I'm going to take a second and talk about Aaron Rodgers because no one has said his name out loud in the fantasy community, I think. I think we've just... We've kind of like forgotten that he exists uh, based on the fact that last season was obviously pedestrian. But we need to do an exorcism. We all just need to get it out of our system. Hold on. Let it go. Let, it, six, let last season sixth go. Sixth highest scoring quarterback is not pedestrian. This is the part. Like, there's this crazy standard for Aaron Rodgers. The fact that he fell out of the top five by one slot all of a sudden makes this, this implosion of a season. Exactly. And that's why we need to all just take a moment. Get out the demons. Let it go. You guys, he's amazing. Just let it go. Let Whatever you need to do to feel better about yourself, do it. Because Aaron Rodgers is still the real deal. But yes, he was a disappointment last season from a fantasy perspective. And frankly, we all expected more from a real football perspective. He had some issues. You know, on all passes that are for 20 yards or more, he only completed 39.1%. Why? Because Jordy Nelson wasn't there. It's just two words, people. Jordy Nelson. Now, my problem with that is that if he... For whatever reason, Jordy Nelson's not there again. I will get concerned. Okay, that if if something crazy happens, but all systems look like they are a go. Okay, you know, listen. Also, on 243 of his his dropbacks, tied with Teddy Bridgewater for the fifth most in the league, he was under pressure. He had a lot of issues. And by the way, he was sacked 46 times. That was second most in the league, only behind Mr. Sacks himself, Blake Bortles. Yeah. Yowza. So of course it wasn't what we hoped it would be. But everything has improved and they are building around him and they know that what they need to improve. I do believe things will be better for him. And you know what? He actually completed 51.8% of those deep passes the year before. Yeah. Again, Jordy Nelson. Nelson. And I hate Jordy to say it, but Nelson. needed. Well, 
The rest of them were hurt too. It wasn't like he the rest of his receiving core was like stellar in health. I mean, it was just last year didn't happen, guys. Last year did not happen. Put out of your heads. Yeah. By the way, the year before heads. he was also only sacked twenty eight times. Yeah. Almost twenty less times. Didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, and and for me, you know, we've already talked about him, so but Again, Drew Brees, people. Drew Brees. I mean, <laughs> this is actually the Drew Brees the show. Years, this is the Drew Brees show. Out of four out of the five years, last years, he's had at least three games with over 300 yards and three touchdowns. So, I mean, and no other quarterback can say that. So, it's it's a real deal. Um, he does have a hard schedule, and I just wanted to go over this real fast with you guys before moving on. Um, week, he just has a really hard schedule, so week 10, um, he goes to the Broncos, then it's Carolina, then it's the Rams, you get a little bye week here, Detroit and, and Tampa Bay, but then it's Arizona in week 15, depending on when your championship is or playoffs, um, this is when you want to get a guy who has an easier schedule, like a Matthew Stafford, to weed you through those weeks. Um, although it's Drew Brees, and he's proven that he can do it. Um, hopefully the Saints do get down, so it is a bit of a shootout, and we get even more fantasy points from the dude. I'm cool with that, but I just it, it is the one scary thing about Brees this year is his schedule. It starts off great with... Well, the Raiders' are, defense is improved, so it's not yes, awesome, it awesome, but Raiders, Giants, Atlanta, San Diego. That's that's pretty nice. That's and that can delicious. Be set up. It's delicious. Uh-huh. But so, but yeah, but you just want to make sure that when you back yourself up with a quarterback, unless you're just going to stream quarterbacks, um, that it's somebody who has a schedule right around there that's pretty easy. Favorable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll have to say I found... 10 to 13, interesting. Uh, you have Kirk Cousins, Blake Bortles, 10 and 11, two young quarterbacks. And and then you have Phillip Rivers and Tony Romo, two older running or quarterbacks, excuse me, um, both of whom, you know, are stricken with the injury bug last year. Obviously, Romo fell apart twice, broke his collarbone twice. And, and Rivers, he did not get injured himself, but everybody else on his offense got injured. Everybody else. Um... So, Ashley, do you trust these young guys over these older guys? Are you sticking with the oldies? Where where do you kind of see this range of these these four quarterbacks in particular? I mean, I like them all. As we discussed, this is kind of that little sweet spot of, especially if you're streaming quarterbacks, it's it's a sweet spot. So, you know, as I said, I like to go around that. I try to strive for that fifth, sixth best ranked quarterback. That's what I go for. And then sometimes I will either draft a quarterback that very next round or like a round or two later. um, And I draft them early because if you are going to stream, you need to have two good of those tier, second tier top of the third tier middle guys. You can't stream quarterbacks with a Carson Palmer and then have like, I don't want to say Tyrod Taylor because I'd be okay streaming Tyrod Taylor too, but... Um, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, Alex Smith. You know, like you don't want that guy as, as your guy that you're going <laughs> to stream with. So, um, so for me, if I had to choose... I like Rivers this year. I don't know why I'm so optimistic about Rivers, but I, I don't... It's a feeling, right? It's one of those weird feelings. But, I got a feeling... Ooh. Yeah, it's probably a wrong feeling, but I like it. 
Uh, <laughs> well, as I said, you know, as you said, Gourney, you know, he threw the mere a ball in mere direction of somebody, and they fell down for the entire season. It was like retire. It was it was just bad. I mean, he had literally no one to throw to, and it was just horrible, horrible offensive line. Everything was a problem. Absolutely no running game to be able to help drive the actual passing part of the offense. It was it was a nightmare. But I like the Benjamin the Ben sorry, like the Travis Benjamin and the Allen combo. I think that's gonna help out. Um, and I also have an issue with Romo. I mean, how many times can you break your collarbone? I don't know if it's just bad luck or if this guy's got a serious calcium or vitamin D deficiency possible. Um, but at the same time, he's been a top 10 quarterback for the majority of nearly a decade now. Like he seems to be able to fall into that area, but to me it's just one of those injuries kind of like a soft tissue injury that just makes me a little bit nervous. So again, I yeah. like him, but if I have a choice of guys in that range, I'm probably not going to go Romo just for the fact that it makes me a little bit nervous. Brandon, what are your feelings? Well, you know, Romo, high risk, high reward. Right. I mean, I believe that he's just as likely to be a top eight quarterback as he has the chance to be in the bottom of the barrel. Right. They're, and only play <laughs> four games. And I, I don't think there's going to be any in between, frankly. Agreed. You know, it's all about his health. Excluding last season, Romo's been a top 12 fantasy scorer in seven of his last eight seasons. However, he's 36 years old. Back-to-back uh, -back collarbone injuries, obviously. And then they want to run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott behind that number one ranked, according to Pro Football Focus, offensive line, two years in a row. Not a fluke. Uh, low ceiling, but if he stays healthy, a really high floor, and again, a great streaming option when he plays. I'm very high on Cousins as well, and I feel fine about it. I know that other people have him ranked lower than I do, and I don't care. The guy had the highest completion percentage last year, so it's not just the points. It's not just the touchdowns. He's accurate. He actually has done a good job, and you know what? It's weird. He makes it look easy a little yeah. bit. He was on a yeah. struggling team when it came to the running game and and yeah. keeping plays in order, but he just seemed to like get it out and get it into those receivers' hands. I don't know. Well, and keep something great about Washington. Deshaun Jackson did nothing last year. Nothing. So if he could step up his game and play, oh, I don't know, like he has an entire NFL career. Right. Imagine how good Kirk Cousins could do that. I mean, yeah. Deshaun Jackson never really got healthy, right? So that's sure. that was but part of the problem. Well, this year should be healthy. Right. And the thing is, is that I just feel like Jay Gruden did this with Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton is the other fantasy guy that's not a sexy pick. No one's going to be like, ooh, cool, you picked Andy Dalton. But we all know he's efficient. No one's yeah. complaining about having Andy Dalton these days as long as he's on the field. You know, unfortunately, last year he got hurt. So I've, that's why I believe in Kirk Cousins. I think if anyone's going to regress, it's going to be Blake Bortles. I just feel like their defense is better, which is a good thing for Jaguars fans. Congratulations. Uh, but I don't think they're going to have to throw the ball as much. I think, <laughs> you know, he has some interception problems, things like that. You so. are not getting kicked out of the NFL, Jacksonville. You're not going to get kicked you out of the You don't have year. to come to the games again like you never do, but you're not going to get kicked out of the NFL. I feel like the Jaguars are a sleeper defense. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I don't. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Bortles is gonna drop as much be. as everyone else does. Everyone's pretty nervous, and I don't think there's a reason to be nerve like that nervous. No, but I'm would you rather have cousins? Bortles fan this year. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it stinks because that offense is still really awesome, and he yeah. just got even awesome, you know, even more awesome with uh, Chris Ivory. But I just think that there's something I'm not. 
not keen on Bortles this year. I love Kirk Cousins. I'm with Brandon and Ash. I just think that Kirk Cousins is there's something about him that's like Drew Brees esque. It's just easy to watch. Unlike watching Brandon LaFell catch balls or Mike Evans, that hurts. Kobe Fleener. Um, <laughs> it's nice to watch Kirk Cousins throw the yeah. ball, you know, and just it's enjoyable. Uh, it doesn't stress me out. And I'm on Ashley's train too with Philip Rivers. I love Philip Rivers this year. Again, you like that? You like that? You like that? I'm going to wear my, bo my bolo tie next week. It's I don't have one, so I'm going to buy one, but. Those two are my guys. Um, I'm with I, the Romo injury freaks me out. I just don't see him staying alive through through the season. I just don't. I just don't see it. This is a good opportunity to ask one of our Twitter questions. It kind of goes along with these oldies and the goodies um, from John Moise, Mo, Moser at DTC underscore John Moser. Quarterbacks under thirty to build your dynasty leagues. We don't talk about dynasty much. Um, on our show, but um, I, you know what, I really like Derek Carr, and right, right. I just think mm -hmm. that the Oakland is only going up. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there wasn't much lower they could go it from two years ago. So I think that I think that Derek Carr to me is a great quarterback to get. Um, that I think Oakland feels confident in. You don't have to worry about a quarterback competition anytime soon. Um, that's one of my young quarterbacks that I like for Dynasty. Ladies? I like Winston, too, but I think Winston's the sexier pick just because he's, you know, a more high-profile player. But I I like Carr more than I like Winston. But Winston's got really great worth ethic, and they really love him in I Tampa. Him and he's got great energy with the team, and he's creating really great relationships with his receivers. Yeah, he's so he's, he's doing all the right things. And I do think we're going to see vast improvement from him, and they've invested in him. He's not going anywhere. He's their guy. Um, he was proven to be able to keep, you know, keep everything clean for years, so that's a bonus as well. It's, we're not having a Johnny Manziel situation on our hands yet, fingers crossed. Um, so I do like Jameis Winston. I think he's a bit more of an obvious pick, but... Derek Carr, man, that guy can gunsling it, and he's got Amari Cooper, who's also a young receiver there to grow with. Yeah. And I think if you have a quarterback already that you're okay with now and you're building your dynasty team as opposed to drafting your dynasty team, I do think Jared Goff is going to be good in about three years. But I think it's going to take three years. Then they're going to have to, I mean, they, they have to build a whole wide receiver. So yeah, they're building a whole team. Yeah. But I think he has the job long term which a lot of times, like with these young guys, you're not quite sure. And it's like, I mean, look at RG3, right? They didn't, yeah. they, they, they left him to go. I, I think I think that Goff's going to get a little bit of wiggle room because this is clearly a defensive team, so they're not going to blame him if his numbers aren't great. I think with RG3, they wanted to have an offensive team, so when he started to falter, they immediately were like, what the? And then once they got a new coach, they were like, I'm not faithful to this guy at all. So, um, for, But for me, I think that, that the organization, regardless of what happens to Mr. Mustache, is going to stick with Jared Goff, so... I agree, and the best thing that could happen is they actually do really poorly this year to get a high draft pick to start building that wide receiver core because they don't have anything for Goff to throw to talent-wise that could even remotely be considered elite at any point in time in that organization. They got Gurley, they got the defense, they got Goff, they took the piece they needed, which is the quarterback, which is, our, which is more important than the receiver piece, but if they... Yeah. Perform poorly enough, which I think is probably expected from them this year. 
they can get the wide receiver piece that they need to start actually building that organization from the offensive side of things. Well, they gave up so much. I think they actually should do decent this year to just get anything. I think I think that next year is where they're going to need draft picks. They gave up so much to get Goff. Actually, another one, Paxton Lynch. Always not going to let the Broncos suck for too long. If he's the next guy, that's big time. Yeah. Risky. Um, I just want to say thank you to RJ Villa Gomez uh, for your question. He asked us about whether we wait for a quarterback or we go for one of the top elite guys. We covered that at the top of the show. Uh, and at JL Foster 10, um, he asked us to talk about the Scott Fishbowl League, which we also did at the top of the show. So thanks for your guys' tweets and uh, thank you at, at mine, Maggie. Uh, for always tweeting us, Jamie, you're you're fun, you're fun, and yeah, I like Drew Brees. Okay, back off, love him. Uh, <laughs> he, love also him. Has, he also has as much knowledge about Kate Beckinsale's whereabouts. Yes, he does. Yes, Thank he you. Does. He does. Not just very me. much educated. Yes, she left her husband for the guy of underground, and yeah. yes, that was the series that she did. Um, Thank you. And he also brought up Mariota, which I agree. I mean, Marcus Mariota's. A great talent. My problem, with Marcus, is the uh, offense and the coaching. They really so want to run the ball, and and they just yeah. I think he personally is talented. I'm very concerned about the structure of the team and the offensive play calling. But we'll see this year. But yeah, this year's gonna. I think it might get better. I like I like Mariota. You know, it's he's got a tight end, obviously to die for, um, and I think that the the team's building. So I think I yeah. think it's it's the work in progress in Tennessee, but I think they're going to get better here faster than later. Um, but it is that time of the show where we do our deja vu. And yes, they're going to get into Tom Brady, because again, Tom Brady oh, is supposed that's to be the first four games of the season. Uh, how do you go about drafting him, and do you just avoid him altogether? Uh, real quick, Brandon... Just kidding. You want to vent? You do it. You go. No, 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 no. Too much, too much venting. I already, I already talked about it because I couldn't remember. I was like, I know I wrote about this. I know I did more on this. Listen, the big news of the day. This is uh, Wednesday, which also is actually the 15-year anniversary of Legally Blonde. In case you want to feel old, that's about all I'm gonna say is about that. Really? Yeah, 15 years ago. Yeah. So uh, uh, today the big, was the big day where we found out that Tom Brady's um, suspension seems to be upheld unless he wants to go to the Supreme Court. And I think the Supreme Court is, I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg is gonna, just going to laugh. I would up. love to see a Brady-Ruth showdown. Oh, I would love I, to see that. The RBG is going to be like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> you have wasted our time. Uh, I highly doubt he's going to do that. He could, though. He's Tom Brady. You just never know. But as far as I'm concerned, it has happened. It's Groundhog Day, and the, it, everything's roosted. Just don't do it. I, I shouldn't say that. Actually, I think if he drops a little bit, I think he's value. I think you will get some good, but he's in streaming territory. He's no longer the starting guy territory, and that is the change. That's the change. Ashley Stafford, you know... We all go way back with him. I got divorced from him two seasons ago during the snowstorm of 2014. <laughs> I'll never forget that. 
Uh, <laughs> Did he get, what, two points that game? Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, it, was, it wasn't the game, okay? I can understand you play like crap during that kind of condition, but it was after the game. The weeks following the game. Yeah, just it, was it, it was a total mental implosion. <laughs> yes, and I was like, oh. Anyways. What does this do for your, your feelings towards him without Calvin, ben, or Calvin Johnson being there? Megatron's adios. Well, I mean, gone are the days of Stafford being a QB1, and hello again to being QB2. Matt Stafford has not been a QB1 for the past two seasons, at least. You know, I mean, he did, this was his best year, or sorry, 2015 was his best year, um, not overall, but in terms of our recent history with how he's been actually tracking. But, you know, my issue is he didn't do that badly. He, from what I looked at, he was the ninth highest scoring quarterback. And that is, you know, a year where Golden Tate stepped up into the Calvin Johnson role for the most part because Calvin Johnson didn't play a big part last year. He did not. He, I mean, he wasn't Megatron as we knew him to be, and, and that's how Matthew Stafford got to the position he was last year. That was not the case. You know, Golden Tate... Um, I think we'll step in there nicely, and I don't. I'm. I feel okay about that because there's not going to be. I mean, yes, there's a ch change because you've got that veteran leadership of Megatron. You've got just the presence of Megatron. You know what he's going to do, and he's a massive body. I get that, but overall, I feel decent about him. I think he's going to end up right around 12th. If I had to guess where he's going to fall at the end of the year, he'll be about the 12th highest scoring quarterback, which is just where I need him to be in terms of my consistency that I'm looking for. If I'm streaming him, I'm fine with. Eric I'm fine with that. Ebron. Finally, yep. <laughs> That's my new sleeper, Eric. Is that your sleep? Is that your sleeper? I like it. I like it. Tight ends matter, guys. Tight ends matter. I got really right, excited. Guys, here are a series of questions you can answer with only two sentences, and I have to say that to my sisters because they don't understand what that means. Only two sentences max, people. Two. So you are on a fantasy football desert island, and you can only pick the one quarterback to represent your team to be on your roster, to be your quarterback. Here we go. Okay. I wish I had, like, a game show thing like going off right now. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. Brandon, Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota? Points, Winston, life, Mariota, no other comment. Ashley? Winston. I like Mariota, but the team makes too many mistakes, and Winston has really stepped up his work ethic. And I think he's going to tighten up his game even more this year. It's all about targets, you guys, and Winston has the targets to throw to. So, unfortunately, I have to go Winston this year. Um, Matchup-wise, though, Mariota's going to beat him every time. Uh, Eli Manning or Andy Dalton? Ashley? So, Corn does understand is that I only do two sentences, but I do dot, dot, dot to extend my sentences to be quite I've long. I've seen a lot of commas. Yeah. Yeah. You just wasted a sentence. Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> I, have, I have a really, really, really hard time going against my favorite Red Rocket. But Eli Manning, even when he looks like he's playing horribly, and we've all seen him look this way, and you wonder how in the world has this guy won two Super Bowls? Because I always think, it's like, how has this guy won two Super Bowls? He always seems to manage to pull it out with decent numbers at the end of the season in terms of fantasy points. And his receivers are on point this year. I think the new coaching change will also bring something out in him. Ash is the worst. Brandon. <laughs> two sentences. <laughs> it is two. Both and play matchups. With a gun to my head, I pick Manning, hence my rankings. 
There you go. And I pick Manning as well. He has an easier schedule, more depth in wide receivers, and his division has way worse cornerbacks that he has to go up against uh, than poor Dalton. Uh, so I, that's where I'm going to. Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton? Cam Newton, because his rushing touchdowns are delicious, only needed one sentence. <laughs> we got a Cammy. Ashley, who you got? Rogers. He's got Jordy back, and he's got something to prove this year. Um, and Cam Newton, he will be great, and he's going to come out, I think, even more polished. But Rogers has done it more consistently than Cam Newton. There you go. And I agree, Ashley. I think being number one in fantasy points only hurts you coming into the next year. I'm going Rogers. Jordy Nelson's back. Eddie Lacy's trimmed down. The offensive line is healthier. The team is back. This will make Cobb better as well. I'm in. I'm into the Rogers. We got Tyrod Taylor or Derek Carr. I'm going to go Carr for the simple reasons of I think the Raiders have done a better job as an organization building their team around Carr versus the Bills and how they're building themselves around Taylor. It's not as uh, as focused on that quarterback, and I like the receivers for Carr. Brandon. I'm less concerned about Derek Carr getting injured, and so I'll go with him with two rookie receiving options, Cooper and Walford. He had a pedestrian 61.1 completion percentage, but he also had a league-high 44 drops on the season. Yeah, and you know what? Both of them have tough schedules. He can't go off of schedules, but if you're really fast, Tyra Taylor, at week starting week two, you have the Jets, Arizona, Patriots, Rams, you know, then you go into the Seattle, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Oakland. Yikes. That scares <laughs> me. <laughs> um, and not only that, but you're right, injury prone. If you're looking at a guy deep in the league, you gotta take in consideration of injury. Tyro Taylor is a running quarter is a running quarterback. And not only that, but Buffalo didn't seem like sold by him going into the season I'm saying. Anyways. They didn't seem sold. So it kind of scary. Derek Carr seems to be what they're building around in Oakland. So although he has a tough schedule too, I think that it's going to, I think I would go him. Joe Flacco or Jay Cutler, the rejects, my favorites. Jay Cutler without, without Adam Gase is a Jay Cutler that I know and he's made me cry on more than one occasion. So I think Flacco is a sneaky play with Mark Trussman and a healthy receiving core. Uh, I feel the opposite. Um, <laughs> I am undecided if Forte leaving Chicago will mean more fantasy points for Cutler because they're not going to run as much and he'll be able to air it out more to his healthy receivers now. Or if that means bad things because the guaranteed dump-off to Forte, who was a receiving back, is going to be a problem. Either way, Cutler intrigues me more than Joe Flacco does, uh, and his players around him intrigues me more than Joe Flacco's uh, receiving core. So I'm going to go Cutler. Kamar Aiken until I die. I think there's... A, I heard that Jay Cutler has had six different offensive coordinators as a bear. He's a difficult man. He's a difficult man. He's going to do whatever the heck he wants to do, and it doesn't matter what his offensive coordinator says. He's going to do whatever he wants. And for that, I'm going Cutler because I hope that he does whatever he wants and he throws that ball out to Jeffrey and White every yeah. second he gets a chance. I am scared. It could be a beautiful that disaster. Bennett is gone, and Miller is not going to be able to fill in the same way. Um, although I do love Miller, and I hope that's not the case. I love Zach Miller. 
I think quarterbacks like Cutler that are very emotional players need that outlet for a tight end. Um, but even if Miller can't make up for that, maybe Langford can. Um, I think I think I have to go with Cutler just because of the talent around him. I think I think we have to do it. Teddy Bridgewater or Mark uh, Sanchez? Wow, Teddy, but not by much. That's as much effort as I can put into thinking about these two guys. Bridgewater, because I know he has the job. It's a conservative <laughs> offense that only passed 51.1% of the time, but I'm hoping that he gets to control the game more. I'm going Sanchez, you guys. That guy has an arm. Wow. He's made it to the playoffs. The dude is legit. I think that he's going to be throwing more than people think he's going to be throwing. Um, and I think that he is going to have a better first four games than Mr. Brock Osweiler. Ooh, going ooh. up. All right, ladies. Mm. Let's end the show with 2016 bold quarterback predictions. I don't think Philip Rivers is going to be a top 15 quarterback this year. I love Keenan Allen. Teams yeah. already know that uh, what Dan Danny Woodhead can do, and no one else on the team scares me. That's it. Uh, and even old faithful Antonio Gates, he scares me because of his health. Their offensive line ranked dead last in pro football focus grades, and I just don't think they did enough to improve it, and that is the worst part of the whole situation. Sad. Yeah, sorry to be a Debbie Downer on the bold prediction, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, right? bold prediction. Well, I think it's hard because there's not, not... I don't think anything's really that surprising in the quarterback position, right? Is any, anything that could shuffle, I wouldn't be that surprised by. But I'm going to say Derek Carr finishes in the top ten. All right. It's not crazy, Bull. He finished like 14th last season, but yeah, I mean, some yeah. of the mighty have to fall for him to get in, though. You didn't knock my hat off, but we're good. I was saying, there's, <laughs> no, there's no quick surprises you really have in the quarterback position that's like shocking. Her president, Tyrod Taylor. I mean, the only thing shocking would be like Jay Cutler is going to be the number one highest scoring fantasy quarterback this year. But I can't give a prediction, I don't believe. I agree. Uh, I think my bold prediction is that <sighs> do I say this? I think I think Kirk Cousins is going to be a top five quarterback this year. And I think that Drew Brees is going to be number one. I'm going to make two. Because I'm confident. And that one was for you, Jamie, <laughs> because I'm obsessed with Drew Brees this year. Alright? I love him. I love him. I only going to draft him one time though, because if he sucks, like I got invested with Miami last year, and that screwed me over every in which all your leagues and yep. all my leagues. Got to so, diversify your portfolio. It. Although you're cheering for everybody and their brother on Sundays, it's okay. It's okay. okay. Well, I pretty much we pretty much touched every single quarterback in the top twenty, and a few outside of that as well. If you have any questions for us, please hit us up at Twitter. Or on Twitter at HerFantasyFB or on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. Um, you could also go to HerFantasyFootball.com and check out our rankings. We update them weekly um, during offseason and during the season. So hop over there. Um, next week we're going to be covering our wide receivers. Uh, lots to talk about there. Lots of depth. Lots of depth. 
guests in that one. We can't just cover 20 people, unfortunately. <laughs> was, uh... Talking about some Sterlings, and there's going to be some crazy conversations going on. So make sure you come back next week to listen to us about talking about wide receivers. Until then, no more faking it.